Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of Talking to Humans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Wilcoxon. Thank you for joining us. Um, I am joined by our guests, Vicki Demert and Mark Andrus. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Thanks hey, for having us. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, hey I appreciate the opportunity to, to be a guest on, on this podcast. It's My a, pleasure. It's a huge privilege. It's so fun. So yes. I'm curious. I know you probably have things that you want to talk about, but... Um, besides ho- hosting podcasts, what else do you what else do you do with your time? Yeah, absolutely. While I'm married, I have four kids. I have the pleasure of being an elder here at uh, Redemption Gateway. Uh, during the day, I work at a marketing agency, and I am super passionate about movies. So I had an opportunity to see Tenant recently, and it's pretty mind blowing. I won't have uh, no spoilers, but um, but yeah, those are kind of my passions that drive me day to day. Thanks nice. for joining us. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again for, for the opportunity. So I know this season we're talking about uh, discouraging encouragement. And one of the things that I've heard uh, is kind of people will throw out when you're in the midst of tragedy or pain is that God is in control. And, um, you know, as believers, obviously, you know, that is something that we hold to and want to believe in and what uh, really helps us through dark times, but can be. Maybe not the best thing to say when somebody is going through tragedy. I know that I've heard that in the past. Uh, 2016 was a difficult uh, year for our family. And, um, you know, as believers, we want to be anchored to that God is in control. Um, but I, I heard it uh, probably a couple of times during that year where it did not feel encouraging. It did not, uh, you know, drive my heart towards the Lord. Um, it just hurt. And so, I mean, but I'm sure you've probably heard that maybe in the past. Like, I mean, how would you, first of all, like kind of where does that come from? And, and you know, how have you seen that kind of played out either good or bad? Yeah, first, I, I'd just like to say um, it is a truth that is, is amazing and we, cl- we do cling to it. Um, and so it's, I think it's worth our time to look at, hey, here's this amazing truth about God and what is happening that when we hear it, we're actually not always encouraged. Um, that's a lot of times it is the case, but sometimes it's not. And so um, I guess I have a, a question for you. When, when it was said to you, what did it um, feel like or what, what did it ultimately communicate to you? Um, it, it became more, it felt more theoretical than actually addressing the pain or the emotions mm-hmm. or even maybe not addressing where my heart was at. And so when if, you know, when you're in the midst of pain, something theoretical can sometimes, or even theological can, um, is not really addressing what the pain that's happening in my heart. So I, I feel like, um, you know, instead of someone asking me like, well, well, how are you feeling? Or, you know, what, what do you think is causing the pain? Or tell me more about the situation instead of asking questions and really kind of unpacking kind of where I'm at. Sometimes people will throw out kind of just um, theoretical or, or theological comments and they think they're being encouraging, but it, it's not really addressing my heart. It's just kind yeah. of like, Oh, let me tell you that the sky is blue. Well, that's great. That's yeah. not really <laughs> yeah. giving me a yeah. lot of hope. So, so the, the, the truth ultimately functioned as dismissing the pain or dismissing or not seeing or minimizing the pain. Like if you just believed this, then you wouldn't have pain. Is that kind of what, what happened or? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a, one of a, like a bandaid on a bullet hole, yeah. you know, it just kind of masks it. It doesn't really address kind of, um, you know, the, the core issue of where I'm at. Yeah. 
Yeah, think about that that phrase. You know, Jeffrey, you had said, hey, wh- where does that come from? I mean, it's it's all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly Psalm 115, verse 3 says, the Lord is in the heavens. He does as he pleases. It's like there's this aspect of... Um, of God is the one who is in control. He's the one who's working all things out. Like there's, you know, that shows up all throughout scripture. And it, like you said, it's, it's absolutely true. I know for me personally, what is, what is encouraging about that? What I want to affirm behind, I think what is the intent of that phrase is often in tragedy and in, in suffering and times of difficulty, we feel like everything around us is just shaking violently. You know, we're in a swirling storm, you know, the wind and the waves is all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and the uncertainty and the fear and the pain, everything is swirling. Um, and then we're caught in a reactive state. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's coming next. And the, the beauty of the, of the true statement that God is in control is that there's never a moment in which God is caught off guard. Mm. There's never a moment in which God is surprised and going, oh, shoot, what am I going to do now? I didn't see this coming. And so there, there is an aspect of that character of God being in control that, that um, that when we can connect with him in that way and and experience that to be true, there's rest to be found there. Uh, so like there's some of the the truth and the the hope and the intent that's behind that statement. But a lot of times, like like what you experience is when we say that, um, you know, God is in control. Just don't forget, God is in control. I I never forgot that. Mm-hmm. Like that that was never that was never in doubt. Mm-hmm. That was never in question. So I think sometimes what ends up happening, while well, I want to affirm, hey, here's the truth behind the statement. What the discouragement that it unintentionally brings is it actually can create the doubt in the person you're saying that to and going like, well, wait, do I, do I actually believe that? If I really believe that, would I be as afraid or as experiencing as much pain or discomfort as I am right now? Um, and so there's just some of the, the unintended, you know, consequences of a statement like that. Um, that is, I, there's a Luke talked about this in a sermon a couple weeks ago about both being able to affirm and mm-hmm. confront. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just kind of, I wanted to just bring up that tension. Like there's, there's beauty to be affirmed in that statement, but, um, but even the whole point of identifying discouraging encouragement is being able to confront that and critique that and go, yes, that's true. Is that what's most needed or most helpful mm-hmm. right now in, in this moment? Well, one thing that's interesting too is, is when you have a statement like that, um, you may be dealing with a spectrum of kind of uh, what the person is believing and where yeah. they're at spiritually. Yeah. So when I heard that in 2016, even though I was feeling like I was in a, a very difficult time, I felt there was a level of maturity that I could still process that and that could give me hope. Sure. But if you have a, a new believer or a, a believer that is still kind of growing in their faith um, and who may be struggling with is God really sovereign? Is God really yeah. in control? Something like that is actually is going to be discouraging because they're already wrestling with, well, they're wrestling with the pain and the, and the the tragedy or whatever the situation there is, but they also are wrestling with who really got, who is God? And can I really trust in that he is sovereign? Because they may be, there may be doubts there that really need to be unpacked and that you may to need to kind of plumb the depths like, Okay, you're dealing with this tragedy, but do you do you believe that God is in control instead yeah. of just saying, "Oh, God's yeah. in control"? Well, the the thing the, the other thing is like God is in control. Yes, that's true. Um, but but a lot of times in in those moments of pain, tragedy, suffering, what I need to experience necessarily is not this truth that God is in control. But like what I, what's really in question is not God's control, but it's His goodness. Yeah, is He is He good? Yeah, does yeah. He care? 
Um, and when I just focus on, hey, don't forget God is in control, I miss that whole other aspect of who God is in, our, in the midst of our suffering. Yeah, and I think um, timing matters. Two things I hear, timing matters and knowing who you're talking to um, matters. Where, yeah, because really they're like, some, somebody might be like, I actually am not doubting his control. I'm da- maybe they're doubting, does he care? Or God is in control. This is confusing because if he's in control, but I'm experiencing all this pain, that actually puts his character into question. Meaning, if he's in control, but here's this horrible thing that happened, um, I, what does that mean about him and his character, that he's not intervening by relieving the pain or helping? Um, yeah, so maybe the question that might need to be addressed is, is does he care or is he good? Um, and so, yeah, there might be, it might come across as an assumption that the person doesn't believe he is in control, um, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I think it's knowing the person and yeah. So well, I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. You're the host. Well, no, I was just, I mean, part of this is kind of communication one-on-one yeah. and trying to understand who your audience is. Yeah. I think about that a lot in marketing. We think about who are we trying to reach? Cause if you, re- if you're trying to target everybody, you're really targeting nobody. But when you really try to understand who they are first and really um, dive into where they're at, um, then you can kind of try to understand you know, is a, a ter- you know, a phrase like God is in control. Will that, will that land? Will that give them yeah. hope or will that actually discourage them? So part of it is also just communication style and, and good communication is like understand who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to be careful of, of projecting, like just because something was encouraging to me mm-hmm. or something was encouraging to somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be equally encouraging to this other person. If you try to kind of you know have a, a general formula framework when this is happening, I always use this verse. I always use this encouragement. Um, you know, we, we get ourselves in trouble. Like you said, you try to aim, find something that aims for everybody. You hit no one. And so, yeah. you know, not, not projecting, uh, like I said, this worked for me, therefore it will, it will work in this other situation. Yeah. So another, another question that kind of, um, you know, that has sparked in my mind from this, from this conversation is, do you believe, or this is a question, do you believe that these types of uh, phrases or encouragement, discouraging encouragement, um, really happens because people aren't equipped with mm-hmm. helping their friends through or their colleagues or their family members with tragedy? Most of us don't like tragedy. We like to avoid pain. And a lot of us just don't feel equipped that we can actually encourage or love them through this or shepherd them through this. So it's easy to go to kind of these types of of statements like God is in control because it's like, oh man, I don't know how to plumb this. I don't know how to engage in this or even help them. So I'm going to just say something I think is, is going to be helpful, but they're ill-equipped. I love, I love that question because it's, it's affirming the, the heart of people. We want to help and, and I'm affected by your pain and I don't want you to be in pain. And I see your suffering and I care about it. And so I want to bring something to you that will, that will comfort and encourage you. And um, so, so the heart and the intent behind it. And then I think we, we feel helpless if, if I don't bring something that is, um, a tr- we want to bring a truth about God because we know that God and scripture and the gospel speaks into our suffering. And so um, I think that that is the hard part but then we maybe do it in a way without knowing who we're talking to um, or making assumptions. Um, and yeah, and I, I think this idea that, that we, we can believe he is in control and still be affected. And I think that that being affected part, um, that's where it kind of gets maybe a little bit messy. Yeah. I think you know, part of the, I, I don't know if it's, 
I'm not sure I would generally say it's because people aren't equipped. Um, I, I think kind of two, two components of that, just from, from my own personal experience, is kind of like Vicky was saying, I, I love you and I want to help. And so my, my primary goal is like, you are in pain. I want you to not be in pain. Um, and there's a, there's a genuine loving desire in there for you to not be in pain. And yet when we jump the gun on that, move too fast in that process, like a lot of times what you need is to be in pain and to experience that and experience the, the comfort of God in the midst of your pain, not just God rescuing you from the pain. Um, but I think a, another kind of additional component of, of, of this whole thing is that just generally speaking, we, we are uncomfortable with discomfort. Yeah. And so when, when you are uncomfortable, when you are in, you know, pain, discomfort, I, I can't be in there. Like I, that's, that's anxiety producing in me. And so I'm trying to get you out of that so that then I can be comfortable with you. Um, and so where the, I think the equipping comes in is just learning how to be comfortable with discomfort and, and feeling like, okay, the win in this moment is not to get out of a painful situation, but is to be patient and be with the other person in the midst of, in the midst of the situation. Yeah. I mean, during 2016, I, I was, we were, it was a lot of pain and I did not want to be there, but, and I was looking for God to provide some type of relief and resolution. Um, and so I, I wanted to move on as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. It's, it was just horrible. But now looking back and seeing how God has used it and how he addressed things in my heart that needed to be addressed, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But because of our kind of Western society where we, a secular view, we want to just push away any kind of pain yeah. or any kind of suffering, that we know that God is good. We know that God is in control. But God will allow those things to uh, to conform us to the image of His Son and to allow us to grow in maturity. Um, you know, it, it's it's just a difficult situation. But we we want to be able to. I think you you nailed it. I mean, we want to allow them to suffer because what is the the possible outcome from that suffering, that trial? Yeah, I think I, what you're highlighting is we we focus on the removal of pain, and we would say. Or relief from pain, and we say yes and amen. We're gonna we we're gonna pray about that. We yeah. we want relief from suffering, um, but sometimes I think kind of like what Mark was saying, we we focus on that um, versus um, the 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 character and promises and provision of God in the midst of the pain, um, and the work that is happening in that. Like He's making us more and more and more to the image of Christ, and it's a painful process. Mm. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, thank you both for being here. I'm getting the cue from our producer. It's time to wrap up. Um, did you have any last minute questions or comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Like we really, really love being guests. It's it's really fun. So we really appreciate that. I am just curious if there's ever opportunity. Oh, you know, what? I'm getting a uh, cue from our producer. It looks like his Uber Eats has arrived. It's a Pad Thai day. And so I, I think we actually need to wrap it up because so it's uh, all done. Thank you so much for joining us for Uh, season one episode three of talking to humans again this is jeffrey wilcoxon have a wonderful day